This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Monday, January 23rd. Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens said Sunday that most of those responsible for the previous night's violent protest were not from Georgia. Dickens spoke Sunday morning on Face the Nation on CBS, just hours after speaking at a press conference Saturday night. What began as a protest over a planned public safety training facility turned violent late Saturday when those involved set fire to a police car and broke business windows, damaging property in downtown Atlanta. Atlanta Police Chief Darren Shirebaum said Saturday night that six people had been arrested. Late Sunday afternoon, the names of those arrested and their charges were released. All six suspects were charged with four felony counts, including criminal damage, arson, interference with government property, and domestic terrorism. Up next, Mohawk Industries, one of the nation's premier flooring companies, has warned investors that its sales and profits are taking a beating because of the housing slump of recent months. The Calhoun-based firm said in a statement earlier this week that it had cut back on production, temporarily shutting down some factories as it scrambled to adjust to a rapidly chilling market for housing and the materials that go into homes. The company also said this week it has paid $60 million to settle a lawsuit that alleged a scheme to mislead investors by hiding financial troubles and defective products made at a North Georgia plant. In a statement earlier this week, Mohawk warned investors that the results for its fourth quarter, which will be announced in February, will be much lower than expected. Mohawk, long a mainstay of the economy in northern Georgia, has about 43,000 employees, about half of them in the United States and thousands of them in Georgia. In other news, an employee of a nonprofit organization for teachers was placed on administrative leave this week after a notorious far-right group known for its sting operations published a video in which he appears to confess to selling curriculum containing critical race theory to Cobb and Fulton schools. In identical statements to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, both Metro Atlanta school districts have no record of purchasing any service or product from the organization or the individual. Project Veritas published a video and accompanying story earlier this week about Quentin Bostick, an employee at the Teaching Lab, which is based in Washington, D.C. In the video, Bostick appears to say that he sold curriculum to the two school districts that contain critical race theory, without the districts knowing the contents. According to the video, it was framed as diversity, equity, and inclusion content. The AJC reached out to Bostick but had not received a reply by the time of publication. And drawing a slightly smaller crowd than in previous years, anti-abortion advocates gathered outside the Georgia Capitol on Friday to stress that last year's overturning of Roe v. Wade was not enough. They want a total ban on abortion. The annual event organized by Georgia Right to Life is held to coincide with the 50th anniversary of the now-moot U.S. Supreme Court ruling in Roe v. Wade that guaranteed a constitutional right to abortion. This year, it served as both a memorial service and march for all the abortions that have been performed since the 1973 ruling, but also as a call to action to push Georgia's abortion restrictions past the 2019 state law that went into effect last year. Georgia's law bans most abortions once a doctor can detect fetal cardiac activity, typically about six weeks into a pregnancy and before many know they are pregnant. Abortion rights activists and providers have challenged the law, saying it violates the right to privacy as outlined in the state constitution, and an appeal is expected to be heard by the Georgia Supreme Court later this year. The organization in 2019 encouraged lawmakers not to vote for what is now the state's abortion law, saying it didn't go far enough because it 
discriminates against classes of innocent human beings by including exceptions. And upcoming elections in Georgia might include absentee ballot tracking through the mail, more accurate voter registration lists, and data connections to voter check-in tablets. Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger asked lawmakers Wednesday for more than $9 million in new spending, much of it in preparation for next year's elections. An absentee ballot tracking service would allow voters to receive notifications and check the progress of their ballot as it moves through the U.S. Postal Service. If it doesn't look like it will arrive in time to be counted before polls close on Election Day, they can cancel their ballot and vote in person. In addition, a geolocation service would help state and county election officials identify invalid addresses and incorrect registrations. The combined cost of the ballot tracking service, geolocation enhancements, and registration validation technology is $625,000. Spoken Layer